0: Away, you Moldy Rogue. Away.
1: Welcome back to yet another episode of the Moldy Rogue's podcast. Today we shall have another Accent Accidents, where James attempts to correctly assess which accent a famous actor is attempting, and we will conclude our Heroes and Villains draft. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Let's get going.
0: I've got the accents here. We have got... Ooh.
1: How many is
0: this? Plenty. Crikey. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven... 12, 13, nice <laughs> round number, jolly good. So I've got 13 accents to guess today. Indeed. Disclaimer beforehand, you need to be honest with this. There are no random Egyptians. You
1: no, know that, we've never had random Egyptians in accent, accent, that's always yeah. in Name That Hardy. To be clear to our listener, this is the feature whereby James listens to a film clip and he names the attempted accent, and the actor or actress. The last time we played, he managed seven out of ten, which was very commendable. This time, I've given you for each actor and accent, I've given you a couple of options just to help you out a little bit. Uh, could you start by playing the theme tune to Accent Accidents, please? sir?
0: Now it's time <laughs> for <laughs> Accent Accident.
1: Jim, Germany. Jim, Germany. Jim,
0: Jim, 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 Jim. Good luck, we'll rub off when I shake hands with you. To be fair, Dick Van Dyke's Cockney accent is still better than that bloke in Green Street Hooligans. It's yes. Charlie Hunnam, isn't it? Yes. It's still more convincing than Charlie Hunnam, who is actually British, but he's a Geordie. Okay, here we go. So this is 2.1. But
1: that was two weeks ago.
0: You- I cannot go on or keep ringing my bell. You disturb me. You must have a key ME! <laughs> you promise me there's no random Egyptians doing this. Not <laughs> it's an Egyptian. Not an Egyptian tragedy. To Tom Hardy. Promise me. Okay.
1: Two point one A is the same actor in the same film doing the same accent. Okay. Here we go.
0: Ah, this is who the wanted woman there. Good. Well, that's cleared that up. <laughs>
1: This, I must say, is a very famous film and a very famous actor. This is considered one of the most, along with Dick Van Dyke, one of the most famous accent travesties in film history. What What do you think he is trying to do?
0: I I was racking my brains then because I've narrowed it down to two possible film characters. So we're still miles away from the accent, from the actor, everything else. But I think from the sound of that, It's either Igor, Dracula's assistant, or Quasimodo.
1: Oh, you think he's doing an Eastern European? Mm, uh, What does he say?
0: Something about you need to get a key cut. Don't disturb
1: me. Yeah, you disturb me.
0: Okay. So I think he's doing an Italian accent. I say an Italian accent. I mean, it's a huge insult to the people of Italy. But yeah, I think he's going for Italian.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And... uh, what was the name of that bloke who sang "Shut Up Your Face"? It's kind of like that.
1: Joe Dolce. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is it Joe <laughs> Dolce
1: as Igor. <Eagle? laughs>
0: Can you give me a time period or like decade? Even I mean,
1: you're you're miles away. I don't think you've got a you've got a hope with this. It's fifties, but I don't think that's. I don't think you're going to get it. I will okay. tell you if you do a list of worst accents in cinema history. As I say, this is almost always in the top ten. To the point where this film, they can't really play it anymore because of this portrayal of a foreign gentleman. It is Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's, and he is playing a Japanese gentleman. Wow. Yes. Uh... Not only that, but he has makeup on to make his eyes look different, and he is in yellow face. It is one of the most racist and disturbing portrayals in cinema.
0: Well, I mean, we've already covered how Sean Connery blended in on that little Japanese island by getting some fake eyelids put on.
1: <laughs> yes, he um,
0: did, and James Bond. James Bond. So, Let's okay. listen to that one more time. So now that we know that it's Japanese, yep. can I listen yes. to it with that context now? But that was two weeks ago. You cannot go on or keep ringing my bell. You disturb me. You must have a key made. Ah, there she are, The wanted Woman. There.
1: And for our listener to be clear, James, you are a resident of Tokyo.
0: Very so much you, so. Yeah.
1: How this hasn't rung a bell uh, is the only.
0: I mean, I think I can only put it down to lockdown and just being indoors for so long. Um, you know, I've been out of the the hubbub of the city. But, yep. you know, now I listen to it again with that context, it just takes me right back to Shibuya Crossing. It's almost like you can sort of soak it in. I can almost <laughs> smell the city okay. just tearing the accent. <laughs> it just, I mean, there aren't many Japanese people who were brought up in Naples, so that's oh. good. Wonderful. Right.
1: Not for two. so yeah, try yeah. the second one.
0: Okay, here we go. Delve down into the deepest
1: bowels of your soul. Try to imagine the ultimate fucking nightmare and that won't come close to this son of a bitch <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> and the second half of that
1: and if only you had done your job as you're supposed to it wouldn't have come to this
0: well i mean it's michael kane
1: correct one point
0: yeah but i mean
1: does he ever do accents i've given you a third one as well 2.2c okay You and me, we bought hookers better than this for five bucks in Bangkok. I mean, is is he doing an accent? Now, listen to the first one again. Right at the end, the accent kicks in. Delve down into the deepest bowels of your soul. Try to imagine the ultimate fucking nightmare. And that won't come close to this son of a bitch.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so only, Your only nightmare. By, <laughs> only by virtue of some of the words he uses. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to hazard a guess and say he's he's doing an American. He but when I say an American he's... accent, he's not doing an accent so much as just using American words rather than British
1: words. You yeah, and he I talk like
0: for five bucks
1: in Bangkok. He talks like he always does. And he goes, American at the end.
0: Yeah. That honestly sounds like Michael Caine not doing an accent, but just using American words rather than his usual Cockney words.
1: No, that is American. That's one of the only times he has attempted, well, attempted is probably a strong word, that he has uh... (laughs) made a (laughs) passing nod at
0: (laughs) the U.S. patois.
1: Exactly. Tickled the underskirt of a foreign language. And yeah, he was. I don't think ten- he's even got that close. No. Okay, so that is two <laughs> points out of four. It's looking better. Could you uh, try number three, please? You reckon? Yeah. Uh, Mate, I think you should get on the next train and fuck off that. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. It, is it in uh, your wheelhouse, sir?
0: Oh, very much so. I mean, I'm going to play a second clip, but can I just say it's amazing? It's truly A really great moment in this podcast to have two Cockney Titans sharing the same stage from one Cockney gentleman to another. Yeah, I know. Let's play the next one. But I know exactly what this is. (laughs) Oh, fuck off. You're having a bubble. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. You're having a a bubble. You could almost hear the sound of bow bells. (laughs) As mentioned earlier, that is... Charlie Hunnam in the film Green Street. He is, I think, <laughs> trying and succeeding to do a Cockney
1: accent. Yes. Could you play okay, the it, the first one from- again? You reckon? Yeah. Mate, I think you should get on the next train and fuck off there of here. Via Sydney. Yeah, I was going to say.
0: <laughs> What's good about this accent is that, like, you know, Michael Caine basically touches base with the US by saying the word bucks instead of dollars or whatever. This actually never hits Cockney. So throughout the whole film, he's sort of just not quite getting there. So it doesn't ever kick into gear properly. So it's not even like he hits a bit of Cockney and then boomerangs back out again. He never, ever makes it throughout the whole film. It's like an Aussie leading a gang of Cockney hooligans. A wonderful accent and uh, and a wonderful film. Well done.
1: Yeah. That is four points out of six. If you want to try the fourth Ooh, clip? Heating up. Here we go.
0: And Yusuf get something for me, huh? Are you Chris? You get for pay me first for them. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. And the next one. You know boys then can use one or rotten AK them against then government troop and then new weapons them, huh? Now what you've done here is you've tried to wrong foot me. Yes. But it's not going to work. That is Mr. DiCaprio. No. in blood Bloodline. Ugh. And he is talking to, I think they're in Sierra Leone, because you were expecting that I would just go, I can't be Leonardo DiCaprio. He's not talking in, a, in his flawless South African accent. But actually, there's something a little bit not quite right about that. But I know that he's talking to this warlord in his own dialect.
1: Yep, yeah, you've got I mean. it. That is six out of eight.
0: Very much my wheelhouse, that film. Yeah, tell the general to send in the dakadak. That means a helicopter gunship in Afrikaans, apparently. Sure. Oh, fuck off. You're having a bubble. (laughs) Uh, Excellent. All right, let's get started. Let me just have 500, you know, and we'll discuss the rest of it some other fucking time. Well, full faith it's one thing, but until the money has actually passed hands, you know, between us, the deal isn't done. 20 dozen sold to the goose-lucky man
1: in the shiny suit. <laughs> huh. Uh, <laughs> What's
0: well, Irish?
1: Ah, it is an attempted at Irish. I will give you a point for that.
0: <sighs> I couldn't tell you the film or the actor, though, I don't
1: think. What do you think of the attempted Irish. Because I mean at, at parts it's alright, but then at other parts it's, it's really quite wild.
0: It does sound a bit like somebody trying to do an Irish accent rather than just seamlessly making me think that the character is from Ireland.
1: The ghost looking fella. No, I can't I can't do it. Who
0: oh, is that ghost looking fella over there? Let me just have 500 you know, and we'll discuss the rest of it some other fucking time.
1: Fucking time. Fuck time. I will tell you, I give you a point for the Irish. It is from Deadwood and it is a random extra. Ah. Yes, it's a bit of a cheat. I happened to be watching Deadwood and this guy came on. So what a fucking time. And I thought, well, I I have to include it because it's some of the most butchering of language I've ever seen. So I will give you the, the full two points for correctly noticing he's trying to be Irish.
0: That's excellent. Yeah, it's a good, just good, good, good selection as always.
1: Go. Okay, here we go with the conclusion of the Heroes and Villains draft. We're up to number four of seven of the villains. Who do you want, James? Is Voldemort allowed? No, I considered this, but I think magical powers count as superpowers. No Potter, no Voldemort, no Hermione.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. In that case, I am going to go for Alan Rickman. As the Sheriff of Nottingham,
1: <laughs> I'm just going to go for Alan Rickman.
0: <laughs> Alan Rick- <laughs> Rickman with all his incarnations.
1: Now, that seems like a bit of bad pull to me. I hope you're not just trying to negate my Hans Gruber by having a Hans Gruber with a slightly different accent.
0: <laughs> Hans Gruber with a better accent, I'd say. <laughs> uh, no, what it is, is my villains so far are a bit with the exception of Hannibal Lecter, but they're a bit sort of monosyllabic and a bit kind of dark and quiet, and I wanted someone well, to bring a bit of pomp and circumstance to proceedings.
1: Well, they're all Javier Bardem. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> um. Javier Bardem <laughs> and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yes. That is right. not a good
1: night down the pub. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go Darth Vader. Okay. Right, right.
0: Now, let's just think
1: about this carefully. Darth Vader, is he human? Of course he's human. He's um, he's Luke's dad, isn't he? I think the
0: fact that you weren't letting me have Voldemort, but you're allowing yourself to have a Jedi here.
1: He, yeah, but the Jedi is not a superpower. It is barely... What, the one in- where
0: he can wave his hand and make people say stuff whatever he wants, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's not a superpower.
1: I won't lie to you. I, I did try and slip that one in the back door.
0: I mean, I just think that I've stuck firmly to humans. And you keep no. trying to move the goalpost with your Dracula and your Darth Vader.
1: I have gone from a list of twelve baddies, and I've I've now got one left.
0: You're saying that as though, <laughs> <laughs> as though I was the one who made up the rules. But in actual fact, I seem to remember it was you hammering. Those rules hope. So, if anything, hoisted by your own potard.
1: I will go for the king of the Bond henchmen. I'm going to go Jaws. Okay. He's
0: also on my list. Jaws.
1: You can go uh, for, what's he called, Ting Tong? Who's the guy with the claw? Ting Tong? (laughs) Uh,
0: Tee hee. I'm pretty sure Ting Tong's a racial slur, isn't it? (laughs)
1: Cut that out later. Oh, that's getting cut out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> King Tom. No, because as I said before, Teehee's main strength in the film seems to be that he can barbecue things without tongs. He can just sort of cook stuff over high heat.
1: But other than that. So, should I put you down for Hee? No, I'm okay. not putting down for Hee. Because he counts as a robot? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's a good point. At what point does, I mean, does Jaws count as a
1: robot? Yeah, no, that's what we call not a good point. All right, who is your fifth (laughs) villain?
0: I am going to go for Moriarty.
1: Oh, mate. Didn't even think about it. That says a great deal about my level of intelligence. Didn't even cross my mind. This is, good. this is quite, this is an eclectic list you've got going here. Apart from all the Spaniards. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> good list, aside from the Dagos.
1: <laughs> the damn Dagos.
0: Well, it's two sides of the coin, because I've got Elizabeth I as a hero, so it's balancing the
1: cart. Well, live and let live, eh, Major? Oh. Um, okay. Animals faulty. <laughs> you on that table eating the nuts if you please (laughs) now uh, the final one I'm going to go for one of my cinematic heroes although I I can see maybe a bit of a weak link it's a Russian it's Ivan Drago
0: Ivan Drago there you go
1: I'm sure there's some glaring missed opportunities here but I'm pretty happy with that as a team that's a solid five you're I think is a little stronger than mine. I'd, I'd...
0: But I think I think you've definitely won the heroes.
1: Yeah, I think I've got the stronger heroes. You the stronger villains. Oh, we still the wheel
0: of fortune. Don't forget. Good point.
1: Okay, the wheel of fortune, which will be. Well, I went
0: first last time. You can
1: go first this time. All right. So we will start. I have got as my random villain Godzilla. Are we happy with that. Um, Excellent. Moving on to you for... Am I hearing any objection? Is he an alien? Nope, from Japan.
0: Well, I don't think that's his nationality. Isn't he from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, underneath Japan. Uh, So, moving on to you. It's random, I don't shoot
0: If I get King Kong, that's fine, is it? Yeah, that's how it works, then... I mean, I'm not going to get King Kong. I'll get
1: someone shit, obviously. But, um... Your uh-huh. villain is Major Arnold Ernst Tutt.
0: Okay, who's that?
1: He's the Nazi whose face melts in Indiana Jones' Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. And he's taking on Godzilla, is he? <laughs> Good.
1: Yep. Good. Next up, okay, I have Neil Macaulay from Heat. Ah, one of my favorite films, Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. Solid. And your final villain to fill out the seven is Tyler Durden. Brad Pitt, you have an imaginary imaginary man. Uh you see, I'm feeling a bit better about the <laughs>
0: The villains now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah that's
1: kind of tipped it a little bit. You've got a Nazi and an imaginary and somebody who
0: doesn't actually exist.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. is
0: and, kind of technically Edward Norton's character because of the same person?
1: Yes. So you can say that he does everything Edward Norton does and everything that Brad Pitt does in that oh. film. He does all of it. He never sleeps.
0: Wonderful. Uh-huh. The Nazi whose face melts... Yeah. Uh, after he opens the arc is playing yeah. a
1: dinosaur that destroyed Puglia. <laughs> Don't look at the light. Isn't that what he said? Uh yeah. Okay.
0: Are you still annoyed um, I didn't let really you have Dracula? A
1: little bit. Um okay, so that means my final lineup for the baddies is the Joker, Hans Gruber, Bane, Jaws. Ivan Drago, I would love to go for a pub lunch with these guys. Uh, Neil McCauley from Heat and Godzilla. And you have Hannibal Lecter, Silver from Skyfall, Anton Chagirth, Sheriff of Nottingham, Moriarty, Major Arnold Ernst Tut, and Tyler Durden. It tails and off a bit at the end, doesn't it? It tails off at the end. It's a little cock heavy, isn't it? Are there no female villains in cinema history.
0: Uh the queen who tries to kill Flash Gordon. Nurse Ratchet.
1: Yeah, but imagine Ratchet against Godzilla.
0: Well, I maintain that Godzilla that's your one, basically. You yeah. slip that in because it's the wheel of I, fortune.
1: Yeah. I shall mention Godzilla.
0: It. I would have said that you can't, that's not allowed. I, your pick, I, James. Oh, I'll choose the Iron Giant.
1: Not a robot. I think a lot of people will listen to this. Um, there may be claims of sexism or misogyny. I mm-hmm. think what we're doing is we're highlighting Hollywood's problem, which exactly. is there are not enough strong female characters. I mean, there's no female version of Hannibal Lecter. There should be. That is what we're saying. Zenya on a top? She got booted out of the henchman royale at the first time of asking.
0: No, she made it to the semis, didn't she? And then she got battered by um, the Russian one, Red Grant.
1: Yes, she beat Mayday.
0: She beat another woman and then lost to the first man she faced. Uh, We're all about equality on this podcast.
1: We are highlighting the realities.
0: I cannot think of another female villain.
1: Who does Angelina Jolie play in the Disney films? Maleficent. Maleficent.
0: You could have Electra King from The World Is Not Enough who is actually the master villain. Sophie Mechler. Easy for
1: you to say. But also James
0: yeah. Bond just shoots her in the end so she doesn't really put up much <laughs> of what I would call a fight. So.
1: Yeah. Is it like the Indiana Jones thing where Bond just yeah. walks yeah. up no, to her exactly, and shoots
0: her? It's exactly like that. <laughs> it's exactly like that. She's on the radio to Robert Carlyle and then he just shoots her. Yeah. That is true, I can't think of any women villains.
1: Which hopefully will be highlighted by the success of this podcast. So, we are all set. So we each have our seven players, of which five will be randomly chosen per match in separate categories. And then we will have the villains play the villains, villains play the heroes, and the heroes play the heroes in a 3 match round Robin. Oh, Johnny, go, 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 go. (laughs) Exactly. Twos are wild, except for Red (laughs) Tooth. And there it was, another highbrow look at the role of femininity in modern film, and whether Jaws is a robot or not. Next time we will start the actual heroes and villains battle by going through the categories. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take it easy, guys. Mm -hmm.